0: It's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And we have a very special holiday episode today. We have Marissa McCullough, the director of dance costumes at the School of the Arts. We are so excited to have you. Hey, Marissa. Thanks. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: I know. So the Nutcracker, I cannot believe it's already that time of the year, but We'll kind of just dive right in. Mm-hmm. When is it showing this year?
1: So the performances are December 9th through the 18th okay. at the Stevens Center. Um, so yeah, you'll make sure you want to come out. There's um, matinee performances and evening performances. So um, shows at earlier times for the little ones
0: yeah. and at later times for special occasions. Yeah. Yeah. I am so excited that it's back in full swing this year. We'll kind of dive into that a little yeah. bit more. Um But I want to talk about just a little bit of you personally and your role at the School of the Arts and then talk about some of the history of the Nutcracker. Sure. So um,
1: as you mentioned, I'm the director of the Dance Costume Shop. So um, while UNCSA is a school and many of the technical aspects of our shows are done by students, um, the dance department has its own professional costume shop. Um, So it's myself and two other people that do All the costumes, that we're responsible for all the costuming for any dance production that you would see at the School of the Arts. Um, So for the Nutcracker, that's about 300 costumes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And we have about um, 120 dancers total in the production which is the largest cast we've had um ever it's historically our largest production this year wow yeah, that's so exciting they want we wanted to be sure that we um really gave all the ballet students at the school the opportunity to perform in the nutcracker this year so um and we also have our preparatory students performing in the party scene that's our after school program so it's really all encompassing um for the school of dance, specifically the, um, the ballet majors. Um, and, um, yeah. And so we're, we're so excited to be back doing the full orchestration. Um, it's not edited this year, so we do have a full party scene. And of course, mother ginger is bring, being brought back and she's everyone's favorite to clap along to and get a good laugh. Um, uh,
0: out of her antics. um, I'm sure that's one of the most (laughs) difficult costumes to create.
1: That costume is built on, it's draped over a 10 foot high steel frame. Wow. (laughs) So we do take about, it does take about three hours to get the costume set onto the steel frame. Um, And then the performer playing Mother Ginger has to climb up kind of inside this tower. You guys um, should record that process. <laughs> I should. I, would I should love do like to a time-lapse yes. of that. That's a really great idea. Um, I will, People love a good time-lapse. I'll have to ask one of the youths how to do that on, <laughs> on my phone. But yeah, that's a really great idea. So it's uh, it's quite a process, but um, it's fun. And so I'm, I'm glad to have Mother Ginger back. And uh, it's a good comic relief right before we get into kind of the more dramatic parts of the Sugar Plum Fairy and everything. So,
0: yeah. so when do... When does the planning, I guess, mm-hmm. start for the performance? I would imagine months and months ago. Yeah, I mean. Or does it ever end? Is it just a right.
1: <laughs> To some degree it is. I mean, we do find ourselves every year as we are getting the current year ready, kind of making a list of things. Okay, well, next year, let's, be, let's do this. And, yeah. and kind of throughout the production, we think of things that need to be repaired or remade or um, just things that could possibly work better for us going forward. But, um, yeah, I would say, so we, we do our first production of the year is always fall dance, which is, um, sometime in October. And pretty much as soon as that wraps, we're right onto Nutcracker. So the, um, the ballet students will have been rehearsing it pretty much since September. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometime in October is when we get casting from the artistic leadership. Um, and once we know who are going to be playing the roles, then we can start doing the fittings, um, and making everything just right for everyone. We have about, um, two to three bodies in every single costume. Wow. Yes. So every, how does that work? (laughs) It's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, so, um, we have all kinds of, you know, secrets from the trade of how to, Make one costume work for multiple bodies. Um, lots of rows of of hooks and um, secret hidden elastics and buttons and snaps and things like that. Um, so we have a pretty uh, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it really is though. Um, it's the magic of theater, yeah. uh, you know. And so um, uh, and because all of these dancers, you know, they dance multiple roles throughout the production, and they'll dance multiple roles throughout their time as a student, which is one of the really Satisfying things, I think, as um, the faculty to watch our younger students kind of grow through the production, mm-hmm. especially if they were in the preparatory program and they were little kids. Yeah, and then to see them come in high school and do certain roles, and then maybe even stay through college and do certain roles. So, um, it's really satisfying to see. And I have quite a few, I actually, have a few girls this year who um are seniors juniors and seniors in high school and they were party children when I first came oh so it's really it's really fun to see that because you've been in this role you said for nine years that's right yes I've been at the costume shop now for nine years um and when I first came I wasn't the director um but I've been the wardrobe supervisor of the Nutcracker that whole time so um now I'm in this is my fifth year of being the director and um I just love it it's um I grew up here, you know, in Winston and, um, I grew up at the school of the arts, having my parents be alumni and then on faculty at the school. Um, I've just always been really connected to the school of the arts, but to this production specifically. And, um, so when I moved back from New York, I just was really excited to dive in, um, to being a part of this again, because it's so special.
0: What's your favorite scene in the Nutcracker? If you had to pick one. (laughs) I think for me,
1: it is the pas de deux of the Sugar Plum Fairy and the Cavalier because it musically, it's one of my favorite moments. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a very... The students that are performing that role are working extremely hard. And I always watch from the wings because it is my favorite moment. And I love seeing the moments of connection between them even seeing the little tiny moments of turmoil almost where they where you see them kind of you the audience would never know but we can say like oh and then and then they fix it and then they go on and then they're relieved and they're smiling and then they come off stage and they embrace each other and they're proud of each other or you see their friends in the wings cheering them on and you know it's just a really magical time to see the students at, because that really is considered the ultimate role for mm-hmm. a dancer in the nutcracker so seeing those people achieving that goal um, beautifully it's just really you're just very proud of them in that moment um so yeah. I, I really enjoy that but i think otherwise other than that i enjoy the party scene cuz it's just really setting the tone of christmas and yeah getting everyone excited and it's got the little kids and everyone's skipping and dancing and candy and yeah it's a stuff. whole – I, I yeah. don't think I could
0: even pick a favorite. I think it's I all – like, it, every time I go and see it, which is most every year, it just, like, flies by. Yeah. It is yeah. just – and it's one of the – in my unbiased opinion, it is just one of the best Nutcracker performances. Like, we're so lucky to have such a great one right here in Winston, so. I absolutely agree. It's the longest-running
1: Nutcracker in the state. And wow. Yes. And um, since 1965, I believe, is when it premiered. Um, and um, – I agree. I mean, I I've worked on multiple professional productions and um, this is for sure one of the best productions. And we're so lucky to have uh, also the Stevens Center um, at our disposal. A beautiful venue. So beautiful. And to be able to just really invite the community of not just Winston-Salem, but all the surrounding areas to come downtown at holiday time and. And be in this moment with us and share... To be able to share live performance is a very special thing. And it's the audience energy. It's the orchestra. another thing we're really excited to be able to dance to, a live orchestra. Um, It's the performers on stage. It's everyone in the crew and backstage. Everyone in those moments together, I think, are what really adds to the special magical quality of it. Um, Yeah. You know.
0: How many people just an approximate mm-hmm. number, are involved with the production, like, in total? I mean, I'd probably say
1: 200. Wow. Because if we have a little over 100 dancers, and then we have artistic staff, um, and then um, costume shop, and then student workers, and our crew backstage, and our orchestra, yeah, um, all of those things, and then not to mention, like, Steven Center staff in front of house, and... <laughs> Ticket sales and yeah. all of those things. I mean, I, I I couldn't even begin to add up the numbers. It really, it's it's a huge production, um, but it's really important to the community and to the school. It is our number one fundraiser for scholarships for our school. And oh, I did not realize that. Yes, it, and and students from all um, schools on campus um, utilize the scholarship funds that um, that are earned through the Nutcracker. So, um, it's it's very important for the school, but, um, you know, important for the community. I think we all just feed off of each other and each other with that.
0: And I would say, so this episode is going to release the day before the Mm -hmm. production starts, but I would say you need to go ahead and get your tickets because a lot of these are going to sell out probably already be sold out. (laughs) That is absolutely true. Um,
1: especially if you particular have a particular weekend or, um, show that you would like to attend, um, absolutely go and check the tickets at the uncsa.edu um you can find easily find a link to um, yes ticket I, sales. I
0: think that's important to note because i was looking at nutcracker tickets and i got on this wrong website mm. so i think it's important to make sure that you're on the school of the arts website yeah i would absolutely start
1: there by going to uncsa.edu um and then um so there's uh, i would think at this time there is a link easily visible but if not you can always search nutcracker um On the uncsa website and um yeah it's uh it's a good time and um we're we're just happy to be back doing a full production and like i said be in Stevens center and be downtown for that holiday energy it's a good time down there i think
0: it's so special for like so many reasons because you can bring your children to Mm -hmm. it it's a good date night it's a good girl night it's a good mother-daughter night three generation night it's literally For anybody, and yeah. everybody gets yeah. joy out of out of this production. Absolutely, and um,
1: like you know, yeah, girls, boys, there's there's the mice and the battle scene, and that's so fun and funny. And then there's the snow that falls in the snow scene, and then there's all the magic of the second act in the land of the sweets. And um, and then even if you're just a music fan, listening to the orchestra playing the classic Tchaikovsky music, it, oh yeah, you know, you really can't beat it. And um, Yeah. So I agree.
0: It's a, so do you have any way of, I'm sure the ticket people know, but like, or any way of knowing how far away people come to come to the show? I, I, yeah, I don't know if, if they, if there's a way to track
1: that statistically, but I, I mean, I would imagine a a pretty good distance. I mean, I, I know that Charlotte and Raleigh do um, have large-scale productions. The Carolina Ballet and the Charlotte Ballet Mm -hmm. also do large-scale productions similar in size. But um, other surrounding towns, um, their productions are much smaller. So um, I would imagine that a lot of people from um, before kind of getting to that Raleigh-Charlotte area would come over here. But then again, you know, if people even people who live outside of this kind of general area, if they're connected to the school or connected to Winston-Salem, you know, then they, they might come back specifically to see the show yeah. as well. And, you know, our alumni stretch far and wide mm-hmm. and many of them, um, if they didn't go into professional dance or, you know, might still be in North Carolina doing many other things. And, and so it's still special to them to be able to come back as alumni and, See the show and be like, I wore that costume or I played that part. Oh and, yeah,
0: you that know, would be special. Um,
1: yeah, and and it's it's fun because the costumes, um, the current costumes for this production are almost twenty four years old at this point. Wow, so <laughs> yeah. you just
0: kind of refresh them and make changes as needed. That's
1: right. Yeah, so many of the the costumes are still um, original from um, nineteen ninety seven when this. Production premiered. Um, we have, of course, updated things and remade certain things that needed it for wear and tear. Um, and before this production, there was only one other production um, that was designed in 1965 by Christina Gianini, And um, so and there's actually going to be a display of many of her original um, costume design sketches Wow! that are going to be. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I've seen some of them in person and been able to so touch them and be look at them
0: displayed at the, sh- the production this yes, year Yes,
1: at the Stevens Center and the um, balcony um, lobby area. Okay. So upstairs from the orchestra um, in the lobby area, um, there's going to be a display of these original designs. Um, from the old version, <laughs> which was yeah. from like, yeah, 1965 to 1997. So it, it lasted, um, quite a long time. So anyone who was in the production or saw the production during that time might identify, um, you know, some memories from looking at those sketches. And it's, it's a really important, wonderful part of our history. And, um, Ms. Giannini, um, donated all of her sketches and her works to our archives and we've worked um closely wow. with the with the library archives to preserve them and to display them so people can see um a bit of our history there
0: that's very cool yeah. so so the current costumes that you said have been to some degree around since 1997 that's right what are the costumes i know there's a ton of them what, mm-hmm. what are the ones that you find you have to kind of show a little more love to that yeah. wear and tear a little quicker yeah ones that have stood the test of time right. a little more.
1: So, I would say that um the snowflake costumes and the waltz of the flower costumes because those are considered what we call the core de ballet which are kind of our large ensemble numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and so we have probably the most bodies um, cycling through those. Um, so yeah. actually last year we did premiere new snowflake costumes because we had decided that it was time to replace them. There's yeah. a- only so many times you can take things apart and put it back together and sweat in them and yeah. <laughs> clean them and all of those things um, before they just start to fall apart. Um, and we calculated that um, there must have been somewhere around a thousand bodies In those costumes up until that point, so um, yeah, so so I would say the the snowflakes and the waltz of the flowers see the most bodies throughout the year. Um, Are some people might think it would maybe be the sugar plum fairy tutu or the snow queen tutu, and and we do give those a lot of love, but we actually have three sets. Of each uh. of those, um, so that we can accommodate um, varying um, heights and body types um, mm-hmm. for the dancers playing those parts. So those actually tend to need the least love because we uh, have three of them to and accommodate. It's just the dancer. one person, right? Exactly. Them so every, that's like the only time. costume where we can have like three costumes to one part versus one, one costume. costume to three people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um But of course, we give everything you know loving and care, and it's our entire uh nine to five job for, um, all of mostly all of October and November, um, getting these costumes ready for our dancers and for everyone to see them and, um, for it to just look effortless effortlessly
0: magical yeah. on stage. Um, well it does. So. I'll do a great job with that. Thank you. So over the last nine years or even 24 years, mm-hmm. um, cause you've been involved to some degree, I yeah. think for much longer than nine years, yeah. how have you seen the nutcracker, evolve I know like to some degree it is what it is it's the same but there are some I don't know ways that it's maybe changed or just in some form
1: yeah um there are a lot of ways so let me I have to think about saying it concisely um (laughs) well I think um number one the um original Nutcracker that um, North Carolina School of the Arts did was choreographed by its first dean named Robert Lindgren, and his version was done, um, the choreography was done um, right up until 2009 when um, it was re-choreographed by the dean at the time, Ethan Stiefel. And, um, so we did, then we did his version of choreography for a few years until COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And that's when, um, we, in 2020, we did a, um, film version that's available on our website and on YouTube, um, a film version of our production, and um, our fac- a faculty member, Ilya kozadayev choreographed the film version. And we decided that um, going forward, we were just going to continue using um, his choreography and adapting his choreography off of the film. So um, so it's really kind of adapted every year since the film, and um, this year is really kind of the flushing out of... Um, Ilya's uh full vision Mm -hmm. um from party scene all the way to the end with all the parts and all the music um so choreographically it's it's evolved um and i'd say part of that is um also um there there's been some there's a lot of conversation in the ballet world about um classical ballets utilizing elements of um like caricature of cultures, mm-hmm. um, and the Nutcracker, certain pr- productions have been notable for calling certain sections, the Chinese section, the Arabian section, the, um, et cetera. So one of the big goals of, um, Ilya was to really change the focus from the cultural elements of those dances um, and calling them by their sweets' names. So um, now we have uh, chocolate, and we have tea, and um, things like that. And um, uh, removing any sort of implication of cultural um, movement or um, makeup that would imply the um, ethnicity. The, uh, right, a, co- a costuming version of an ethnicity. So we've really mm-hmm. removed all of those things. So while the music still identifies. Um, certain you know certain ways and and the costumes still identify them from being certain cultures we've really tried to be sensitive to not um, making it be a caricature of a culture yeah. and having it represent more um, you know what, the land of the sweets is supposed to be about just a celebration of all these different um, wonderful treats. That at the time, when you think about the 1800s, when the nutcracker would have been choreographed, the idea really? of world the 1800s? travel. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but gosh, yes. that just seems like I know. forever ago. I know. So when you know when that very first Nutcracker was created, the idea of traveling the world and trying foods from from different places, even something as simple as an orange or a sugared plum, like was was fascinating yeah. and miraculous. To
0: 1892.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! So you know, I think um, we just really wanted to to capture the idea of kind of the the um, discovering and and excitement of. Um, of kind of just being surrounded by all of these different, um, elements. And, yeah. and another thing that I really love about Ilya's choreography is that he, you, um, the Nutcracker and Prince, um, no, the Nutcracker and Clara character, um, are really very active in throughout the whole part of the ballet. And in previous productions and other productions, they are often played by younger children and they kind of like are, Observant of the entire second act. They're in the Kingdom of Sweets. Oh, and they, they dance and they dance and they mm-hmm. clap, and that's so nice. But our Clara and and Prince are um, dancing throughout with all of the characters. And so their story really doesn't kind of end once they enter the land of sweets. They they're they're involved throughout the whole production and still really the stars of the show, right up to the very end. And we have incredibly talented. Mm-hmm dancers, young dancers, teenagers, high schoolers, um dancing some of those roles and college students as well, but like you when you come to see this production, it it might you might become you know, it just enthralled by what's happening and forget that um these are young.
0: Yeah. young people who have spent hours and hours upon hours yes. practicing and rehearsing and dreaming about The roles and,
1: you know, performing and some of them, you know, and I have to remind myself this too, um, especially once we get into the theater, um, because of those COVID years, some of them haven't had the opportunity to perform in a large scale production, or in any scale production, you know, or, you know, in those, in those years that we might have considered them kind of learning years for them, like maybe they were 12, 13, 14, they missed those years. And Mm -hmm. so now they're jumping in at 15, 16, 17, and they've, you know, not had a couple of years of performance opportunities. So not only is it more special to them, but it's also, um, I have to remind myself once we're at the theater that I have a lot of, um, young people around me who, um, it's their first time, Mm -hmm. a lot of them being in the theater and being in a professional level production. And, and I do consider it a part of my job to really, you know, they have their faculty that, that teaches them um, the classical ballet and um, all of those things. But I, I consider it my job to teach them how to be um, good professionals at the theater and backstage and how to be, a good um, dressing room companion Mm -hmm. and how to be respectful of your costumes and how to be respectful of the stage managers and all of these things. And that's another thing why what I think is so special about School of the Arts and especially this production of the Nutcracker is these students are really getting a taste of what it's like to work in a professional environment. And so when they graduate and they do enter the professional world um, and people know that they're a pickle. A school of the Arts pickle, um, they know that there is uh, a professional quality that's going to come with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Nutcracker is, is a big part of that training, in my oh, opinion. Absolutely.
0: Well, I think we're about out of time, but I could hear about okay. the Nutcracker forever. Um, please go get your tickets before they sell out. And I just I'm so excited that it's back in full steam ahead. I think that the Nutcracker is one of those holiday traditions that is just super, super important to me and i think to a lot of other people in winston-salem so thank you guys for all of your time energy and effort to make this a production that is just well worth well worth it well thanks for giving me a chance to talk about it yeah and as always you can find Forsyth mags online at Forsyth mags dot um, com and you can buy school you can buy tickets at uncsa.com yeah dot, dot edu, edu. Yeah. .edu. yep if you Google School of the Arts Nutcracker, it'll come up. It sure it will. Does. It does. I, sure I did that. And, and <laughs> yeah. the opportunity to buy tickets are right there on the front page. Oh, perfect. Right. Great. Get your tickets before they sell out. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks. Thank you. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Whew, that's a mouthful.